Hazel Hislop and welcome back to my podcast, Healing Emotions. On this podcast, we're talking about mental health and well-being and how to navigate everyday life challenges while promoting mental health. Hi and welcome back to Healing Emotions. Um, This is Hazel Hislop and thank you for your support and your likes and for all the comments you've been giving me in the past. I'm sat here in Brighton in a lovely cafe called Coffee House on the Lane. I think that's the name of it. I might have the Lane's Coffee House, that's what it's called. And I'm trialing doing a podcast in outdoors. Normally my podcasts are taped indoors, so you may hear some background noise or sounds, um, but hopefully it will be clear, clear enough. And so I'm here with my podcast guest today, Heather Day, and I'm going to invite Heather to introduce herself in a minute, but just really wanted to set the context. So um, it's a lovely sunny day, as I said, and I'm really excited to speak to Heather um, about the, on the theme of relationships. And as you know, from the last podcast, I've started a new series on relationships and relationships in the sense of um, looking at relationships in different contexts, whether that's with food, with um, uh, food as well as um, your health, your partner, it could be relationship with your body, whatever that is. Um, as you know that we're always in relationship. So my mission here is to promote mental health and well-being. And I have a vision that in order to do that, I would love to create a community of practice based on my core values, which is really around heart-centered working, um, based on my values around love and freedom. And so I'm really pleased that Heather's going to join me because I think we've connected because her approach is similar to mine. So, um, and I guess one of the things, my current passion is really thinking about the frames that we've been given as children, as um, individuals where um, we're given frames that puts expectations on, on us to be or present in a way in society um, that asks us to present maybe in certain relationship in a certain context in a way that defines our success and my one of my roles or my passion is to challenge that as well to say that times that the frame might not always fit and there are times when we may have to um, challenge that frame and reframe our way in which we see ourselves and where which we identify who we are so because what what i recognize is that sometimes if we're forced into those frames the impact is uh, uh stress exhaustion um uh, just challenges our well-being and that can lead to really high emotions such as depression, anxiety, um, physical illnesses, resentment, etc. So really, I'm excited because part of Heather's conversation today is about her own journey in terms of relationship with herself and what she's learned along the way over the past few decades. And she's going to be sharing her story as well as sharing some of her, the things that has helped her to um, develop her or to maintain her well-being, etc. So, Heather, without any further ado, welcome and um, welcome to this new way of podcasting. Uh, how are you today? 
Yeah, thank you, Hazel. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, thank you. I'm really happy to be in Brighton and the sun's shining, so I'm really looking forward to having this conversation with you. <laughs> Brilliant. So, Heather, would you like to um, introduce yourself more formally and, and talk a bit more about yourself? And yeah. I mean, be free to just mention whatever you want to. Yes, thank you. So, um, yeah, my name's Heather Day, and I have um, created um, a program for women called Vibrant Life Women, how to live a vibrant life in your um, 50s and beyond. And that's come from my journey, which we're going to talk about. That's come from my own learning and my own life experiences. Um, and one of my main uh, kind of driving forces, if you like, is, is for us to be free. Um, to be able to rewrite our lives um, in the way that we want to and to along that way we may have to uh, explore some deeper parts of ourselves which is also part of my story and, and maybe look at patterns and, and things that are stopping us from really moving on uh, and creating the life that we want to live so and I put in the verb vibrancy because I believe that's kind of the essence of who we are that's our, our kind of true nature is to be free and vibrant and uh, along the way in our lives we can get stuck in stress and difficulty and anxiety and feel like that's you know can't see where where we need to go from there so I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to share by sharing what I've discovered and learned along the way that I can support or give some ideas to some of your listeners. Oh, thank you very much and I also want to say that I've had the privilege of um, being coached by Heather using um, the local synthesis um, approach and it was extremely effective so um, I know that I'm not just interviewing Heather from a, a theoretical or cognitive point of view but actually I've been able to be a client um, and experience the process and it's really I would definitely encourage you to um, to contact her if you, if you connect with her and whatever she's about to share um, as maybe um, spark something in you that you'd like to explore further then please do at the end of the podcast we'll share details on how you can be in touch with Heather so I'm really um, there's so many questions I have Heather mm -hmm. and really I'm just thinking where where can I start so for me I'm always interested in the beginning of one's journey so would, would you be able to tell us a bit about you in terms of where you were born and kind of your um, experience of, of childhood and going into teenage years, etc. So as much as you want to share, because I have a feeling that those early years shape the way you are now in terms of who you, who you are, who you're becoming and who you are. Yeah, mm -hmm. thank you Hazel. Well, I was born in Nottingham. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm in my early 60s now, so I've moved on beyond my 50s, but so it's quite a while ago. Um, and I had um, an interesting family situation where I realized as by the time I was in my kind of early 20s that there was quite a lot of trauma in my family system that I wasn't aware of. But I grew up um, in Nottingham with a loving father and mother, um, but they'd also experienced quite a lot of loss. Um, and uh, so I realised that, yeah, I, I had an interesting, as we all do, an interesting way of um, coming into understanding who I was. Um, and part of what I want to talk about, I guess, is our identity and what we what we take on when we when we um, are born into whatever family situation we are in. 
um, on some level I think that we, we kind of choose that situation and those circumstances. And interestingly I discovered that um, I had an interest in psychology <laughs> and I ended up training in, in psychology as part of my teaching degree. And so I really was trying to unravel something about what was going on. Um, in my kind of family system, and I was also very keen on exploring and, and traveling. One of my kind of core things, I think, is being free, and so I did some traveling and lived in, lived in Colombia for a couple of years in South America in my early 20s. So this kind of informed me. I guess I was already searching for, for some answers, and I think sometimes we are, yeah, our foundations, our roots, um, form our identity, uh, and then we you know, by the time I got to my 40s, I was starting to question a bit more of who I was, what was my identity, what was my, my true essence, my true self. Uh, and it took a few challenges, um, which we can talk about, but it took a major challenge in my 40s, a major health challenge and, and divorce and marital breakdown before I really got to grips with what I needed to change and what, what I was out of touch with in terms of my own essence, my own living true self. So you you talked about, I'm really curious about what you said about in your journey, seems like you've done a lot of journey in terms of the physical journey around the globe, but also some internal spiritual journey, yes. uh, journey. and I'm just curious about, you said that it took a while for you to recognize who you are and your true essence, so what were the signs along the way that told you that something wasn't right or you weren't being your true self? Yeah, that's a very good question, and I think it, we sometimes don't know. Um, and part of what I support people with um, in my coaching sessions, and very often using logo synthesis, is unraveling uh, those patterns, those blocks, those beliefs that we hold about ourselves, which we think is our kind of identity. And I know that I had this pattern of working really hard, um, so one of the things that happened to me was I, I got married and moved to Devon and you would think that was a lovely, um, it was, <laughs> I had a, a child and we had a child living with my husband and he was at home and I was working and we had this idyllic kind of uh, house to live in and living in the countryside but what happened was I got more and more stressed because I was working longer hours, I was working in a school, I was teaching and I found, in the end, I had to take time off with stress. Um, I was working really hard and, and uh, came to close to burnout, really. And there was a combination of circumstances with my husband being at home and being leaving London and being out in the rural uh, community. I felt very disconnected. And I realized that I was working harder and harder to try and make everything work. <laughs> keep everything together and I think as women we do that we take on that kind of caring role um, but I was also into pleasing other people and one of the things I talk about a lot is like what drives us in terms of our, our identity and it could be working hard being perfect being that perfectionist uh, forgetting ourselves and giving everything to other people. And these are so many, such common themes that I come across, particularly with women. And so going back to my thread, <laughs> my thread would be that, yeah, I was on the verge of burnout. I took uh, 
twice off with stress as a teacher, and my marriage wasn't going well, which isn't a surprise. And I ended up um, having to leave my marriage. And then as soon as that happened, uh, and I was uh, processing the grief of that, then I had um, a breast cancer diagnosis. So a lot of things happened to kind of really force me to look at who I was, who I wasn't. And in a sense, Hazel, I really lost complete um, connection with myself. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's, that's, well, that's, there's a lot there. And I mean, I'm just really, um, what word am I thinking of? Just really shocked, surprised by the, the journey that you've been through, but also great admiration for kind of your, where you are now and, and the process which you, you probably want to share more with. But it's, it made me think about my own journey in terms of perfectionism and um, overworking and um, getting to the point where I was very stressed, um, touch wood. I didn't have a, well actually that's not true, I, my thyroid, I had thyroid issues and I had to have part of my thyroid removed and it just really, um, I guess I, I get really passionate about it because from my research in my own work and also in terms of my own journey, what I'm realizing and what's brought bringing, maybe attracted me to this type of work now is um, there seem to be a particular type of people, not maybe women, but also um, a particular type of people who perhaps in my opinion um, may be different in terms of what their purposes in life or purposes are they may um, be were born and created to, to be more free more creative but then society family our cultures place expectations on us to fit into and expectations and initially that would work but because we adapt but over time as you adapt and adapt you start to create stress on your system physically emotionally etc so I, I mean I'm just curious about your views on that header in terms of because what I call is the frame the frame that society or the, 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 the framework or the model or the whatever that is the box that we're placed in but some people for some reason are not able to fit into that framework whereas there are other people who might because they're quite happy to adapt into that system so does that does that connect for you in any way yeah, for me, I think it's it's about our, our emerging identity, <laughs> and for me, going back to that moment where I had this diagnosis and I had to, what I realised was I completely lost connection with myself. Mm -hmm. I had no idea who I was, you know, who was this Heather? Yeah, I tried to please other people, I tried to make my marriage work, I tried to work harder and harder to get make my job work, and as teachers, when those caring professions, you can give all of the hours 24-7 and it's still not enough. So I realized that I guess you get to a point where nothing's working anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and when I started writing, I've got a little ebook, and once I started thinking about what was it that happened, I had to rewrite my life at that point. So I think the conditioning, we're not aware of it, Hazel. We don't know what, what's running our life. We don't know what's running the show, if you like. It's all fairly unconscious, and it takes um, something major to get us to stop in our tracks and look at um, what is going on. Or we may be in a place of quite a lot of comfort, 
I talk about being in a kind of comfortable place, but there's a part of us inside that knows that there's more to mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. there's more to who we are, mm -hmm. but we, we're not quite sure how to get to that, you know? Um, and I think the, the conditioning that we experience when we're born into this world, from our parents and our, I would say society, um, the culture we're born into, maybe it's the religion, our ethnic background, cultural background, all of that has a strong influence on us and we want to fit in. Mm -hmm. We want to conform uh, almost unconsciously again because that means we, we are comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, I, what, I, what I had to cross over, there's these thresholds in our life where we may have to fall into this discomfort place, this place of the unknown. Mm -hmm. So part of what I support people with is this, these transition points mm -hmm. where we're kind of in this uh, zone of no return, mm -hmm. like with a health issue or stress, burnout, everything's collapsing and it feels like our whole world's falling apart and we're completely in fear mm -hmm. and completely overwhelmed. But actually that's a breakthrough point. Mm -hmm. and um, it's about building trust in ourselves and trust in life to support us. If we have a religious or kind of belief around, you know, the universe or the divine or, or God, however we would translate that, but there's something else beyond us that, that supports us, that is there. Mm -hmm. um, but dismantling those core beliefs, I came to the conclusion that I didn't really love myself when I was 42. I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And the person I was trying to be and to make things work just didn't, you know, wasn't, that wasn't working, you know? And that wasn't the core of who I was. So I had to begin by reconnecting to myself. Yeah, yeah. So I want to come to how you reconnected to yourself, but before that, I just really wanted to go back to what you said in terms of things falling apart and then, obviously the, the, the ultimate extreme in, in terms of your health and well-being that you you, you you was diagnosed with cancer. So what was that experience like going through that process? Um, how I guess is how long did it last? How was the impact on your well-being? And kind of what, how, or what were the revelations then for you? I don't know if the word revelation, but I have this fantasy that in the midst of that, I mean, some people can completely collapse and disconnect but it sounds like you were connected to something that gave you a lot of ins wisdom in terms of your growth so what so yeah, sorry what was the experience like and kind of how did you journey through that yeah well I suppose going back to that what I've mentioned is mm -hmm. it's a very confusing time and you feel like the world's falling apart and this may be the case for people also who've had this kind of breakdown from work and they offer stress it's like everything there's no ground there's no ground and I went through a few dark dark days I, I you know um, something in me trusted that I was going to come through um, and I didn't have the answers so I had to kind of explore uh, and then I got some guidance from books and research um, so I didn't take the conventional route and I'm in no way advocating that people uh, take the route I took, but it felt like it was a journey of kind of back to my own centre, my own kind of empowerment journey, although I think that's a bit overused, the empowerment word, mm -hmm. but it was a process of claiming some myself 
Um, how did you do that? I know you set up, but yes, if you can maybe, when you set a research, did you seek help from other people? Did you do your own research? How did you? I did a lot of research, Hazel, yeah. yeah. And then I, I put out for signs. I kind of have this <laughs> connection, and I knew that if I was on the right track, I would get confirmation. <laughs> uh, and various things just fell into place. And kind of long story short, I ended up going to Mexico and having an alternative treatment and following my own inner guidance, my own inner compass. So I felt strengthened by that. Uh, and it took, yeah, many, a few years. But I was step-by-step step guided, and I thought, okay, so this is about kind of rewriting my script from where I am now. And I started with myself, so I realized that I didn't know who I was, and I felt I probably didn't love myself. Mm -hmm. I probably spent all that time reaching out to others, and really my core of myself needed a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. And so I started very gently, Giving myself a lot of self-care, um, love, uh, and like checking in. What do I need in this moment? What, what, what do I want? And often we may start from places we know what we don't want, <laughs> um, and then by knowing what we don't want, at least that's a starting point. Uh, and sometimes I say I'm used to that place of what do I want. We can't even get there. And so it was a very gradual, so it's not one thing, um, you're asking me that's not one thing, but it was an emergent journey mm -hmm. of reconnection to my kind of truer self, dismantling all those programs and patterns. And along the way, I decided at some point towards the end of that journey that I, I wanted to retrain as a coach because I had this sense of I wanted to support people who to move beyond these kind of limitations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's very, um, I mean, I, I love to listen to people to like yourself because it connects with me. And um, there's quite a few ways I can go. I mean, one of the things I wanted to go back to was, the, um, you know, how we, the expectations or the um, sense of, I guess the, the journey of losing yourself Mm. Because there is research that says that between the ages of, I think, from birth to six or seven, um, I mean, we're born pure. That's that's a, that's the, the one main thing to say that we're born in pure essence in yes. terms of love and um, neutral. And but then between the ages of, of zero to seven, we're being influenced by what's around us, whether that's culture, society, as you mentioned. And so bit by bit, our true identity gets kind of, I guess. Um, blocked and we start being shaped more by others around us. So the true essence is still there. Yes. Um, so my sense of true essence or understanding or even um, experience of it is that from time to time there would be flashes of where you say to yourself, this is not who I am. Even if you're in a situation in a job where you, you don't like the job or you're in a marriage or relationship or whatever the context there's some there's usually a nudge that tells you this is not who you are but it's it's a little nudge um so i'm wondering um in in your journey whether there were nudges along the way or little glimpse of this is not who i am but but that was over um shadowed by life i need to work i need to earn a living and i need to look after my child etc 
Um, yes, absolutely. And I think those nudges probably came before my, my, my illness. You know, they came when I was working hard and trying to make my, my teaching job work at the same time as being a mother and coming home and juggling. And so I would have had those early warning signs. My health wasn't particularly good. I remember visiting herbalist. So there's those signs were there. But I probably just didn't know how to break those, how to break that shell. Uh, open, if you like, um, and we're doing the best we can. I would say we're all doing the best we can, and we, yeah, we realise I'm I'm playing under someone else's rules, or I'm I'm this is not all of who I am. So I think we get these glimpses and we get these messages, if you like, um, but it can take. Well, it takes a lot of strength and courage within ourselves to explore that and to kind of stop. And I had a lot of support. You know, I had some counselling uh, when I needed it. I had, yeah, we all need, I think, someone to walk alongside us. And I also had some good friends who, you know, some of them were mentors towards me in what they were discovering. And I'd say, so there's almost little little pebbles or little, I'm just seeing that kind of Hansel and Gretel mm. analogy of like little um, things to follow. Mm. Because I think once you open up to that question of there's more to me, mm-hmm. uh, there's more to this life, and I want to know, I want to discover my true essence. Mm-hmm. So it's not that it's um, disappeared, it's kind of got submerged by all of these layers mm. that we've kind of... Mm put around ourselves as protection because talking about pleasing others working hard and being perfect as you say they come in really early before the age of seven mm-hmm. so the research says and that's because we want in essence to be loved mm-hmm. and to feel protected and secure and we discover that our parents who to love us um, but they have their own, we don't know that, but they have their own struggles and their own imprints and their own conditioning. And so they will put some of that towards us in the sense of, this is my beliefs, this is who I am, this is who we are, follow this. And in order to get the love and attention we need, then we will start to develop those patterns and programs that run us, and then they end up running us until we get to the point going, mm-hmm. like me, like, this doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. If I please others, I leave myself out of the equation. And that's not helpful. That's like the analogy of the reverse of that is, you know, on the plane, as you put your oxygen mask on first before you can help others. And yet, some of my messaging as a child was like, this would be selfish. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with dismantling those beliefs of, it's selfish to put myself first, mm-hmm. uh, for example. I don't know if that's no, answered your question. Fra- but, no, you know. absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and so what you're saying, and through that self-exploration, through your journey, through research, you were able to make sense of kind of what is it or who you were. So you, the layers started, um, I guess, unpeeling. I'm thinking of the onion and the layers. You, you became clearer and clearer. Um, about who you are. So you said that you started rewriting your own script. So how, how did you do that? Yeah, as I said, it was kind of a gradual step-by-step process, but it was a reclaiming of, of 
myself, really, who I was, um, and learning what I wanted, um, what, what made sense to me, and on that journey, I mean, I was, I was still working, I was still working with, um, I was still a teacher at that point, or supporting schools, but I realised that, yeah, I wanted to somehow use what I was learning to support others. Um, so it was a process of reconnection. That would be my, my theme, and rewriting, uh, and rewriting my own script, and that was an emergent process. Uh, and I think, yeah, the main thing was I, I put myself in the centre of my my life for the first time. I I started from there. What do I want? What what will work for me? And baby baby steps. So there's no. There's no one tip in a sense, but it's more like baby steps to reclaiming something that was already there inside of me. And then I noticed that I could start to peel off the layers. And one of the ways I found it worked was what you've mentioned I used in the session with you, was um, using Lego synthesis, which is a way of getting to the core of those beliefs and patterns in an elegant way. So there's lots of ways to explore, but I found that as part of my journey, I decided to become a coach. And that was through realizing that, yeah, I was doing my job. That had caused me stress and things were better, but my path was changing. My journey was, I was being guided somehow to move towards supporting others. So you have that question of then, how can I be of service? And I think, what is my mission now? And I think that can only come from reclaiming you. Mm. Yeah. Wow, awesome. So I know we've got a few minutes left, Heather, and I'm wondering if there, there's questions that I haven't asked that you'd like to me to ask, or there's anything that's missing from this conversation. I don't know I would missing. I mean, one of the things I had, which we may not have time, was around sometimes that part of us that was hidden or we or we or we consciously hide because we're ashamed or afraid of judgment and that might be for example the obvious um where we we don't want to be visible because of our race because of our gender mm. our sexuality our spirituality for me definitely my spirituality is something that i didn't talk a lot about because of the working in the nhs context you have to be careful how you share that or if you should share it so for a long time i didn't talk about it but it's something now i, I feel more free to express so that's my curiosity about I don't know if it fits into the context of your conversation, but also, mm. yeah, have I asked, is there anything else that you'd like to share in terms of this conversation? Yes, I mean, those themes of like guilt, shame, mm -hmm. um, absolutely, they're very strong and we would come to the conclusion, we would feel shame because they're kind of, part of us wants to stay loyal to our family, our parents, our religion, our and context and yet that shame is kind of part of the conditioning that we've grown up with around so it's yeah it's about dismantling that and that um, the point I guess the starting point is to become aware of that point of discomfort inside of us like this this doesn't begin to fit with who I am and yet you you notice you have this sense of yeah 
uh, and it takes courage to to notice those points where you're not comfortable um, and for you in sharing your journey it's like so what this doesn't fit anymore and I think that takes courage <laughs> and there's also a sense of if we stay within that it's more comfortable uh, and and yet we want to grow. So there's a point of taking that leap of faith or recognizing. And there's something that's called kind of the guilt of grace that um, I discovered in some of the training that I've also explored, which is kind of family constellation work, um, is that in order to grow, we can feel guilty. And it's called the guilt of grace. So that point where you were at, where you were realizing, yeah, I've come to this point where I'm feeling this guilt, this shame, and yet I need to take some steps forward. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't stay um, with that group. Uh, and it takes courage. It takes courage. And, and that's where sometimes we need some support. I don't know what you, maybe you could share, or you have shared in previous podcasts, what worked for you. But certainly having some guidance or just someone who's walked along the way, mm-hmm. a little step before in front of you can be really helpful. Yeah, yeah, and for me it was getting to the stage of, well, partly was the burnout and stress, and like you, it took me five years to sort of discover who I am or who I was becoming, journaling, paying attention, looking for help, um, seeking coaching, um, other sort of alternative therapy, um, whether it was acupuncture and all those stuff, but lots of questioning, being open, having a journal, asking questions to God, like, you know, what is it that I'm doing, what's going on, having arguments, rage, experiencing all those emotions, but really curious about really engaging consciously and and also making a, coming to the revelation that actually it's my difference that makes me who I am, it's my difference that attracts others to me and me to them, and the feedback that I was getting from my clients and my friends and family was around. You know, we really like your smile, we like your compassion, we like the way you engage. So really starting to think, actually, the things that I'm not showing is, is actually out of the things and the qualities that people are attracted to. So I started giving myself permission to take risks to be that person. Mm. So really, um, I absolutely agree with what you're saying. Um, so I'm interested in maybe you sharing a bit about local synthesis um, and anything else that you want to share with um, the, the people who are listening and then after that maybe we can you can um, share your contact details if people are interested in working with you yeah sorry there's a lot there now there's a lot there. ask me again if I, for me yes. to repeat yeah yeah Hazel well thank you yeah so I think we're we're very much on the same page and how we're can carry out this conversation and it's um, a co-creative um, conversation here but yeah I, I I think one of the things that's coming to me is like um, I did very much make sense about energy and energy being in flow or energy being frozen so it's almost like when we're stuck in those old identities and patterns it's kind of you know we're, we're not connected with our whole self so I'm all about reconnection with our, our true self, our essence, and also about when that happens, things start emerging, <laughs> things start um, flowing more easily, um, and we can uncover 
much more about who we are and as he was sharing once you live from that place life starts opening up because you're showing your your kind of true true nature uh, and that can be really exciting and um, exploring those things so the most powerful way that I found because I've always been attracted to energy I mean before in my 30s, 20s, I was always exploring what, what is it that can take us beyond our own limits and boundaries and that could be a physical travelling journey to explore things but also how can, we, how can we liberate those parts of us that are stuck, that we recognise and so I discovered this amazing kind of system change called Legosynthesis which is about the power of the word so in essence it's sentences that you could use to unlock those stuck frozen parts of us, those blocks, those patterns. So it diagnoses somehow in the process with clients where they're stuck in a very elegant way. And then we're using the power of words which unlock that in our unconscious, in our a part of our brain which in neuroscience is the amygdala where a lot of our stuck memories, patterns, fears are held. Um, and that's is very liberating. So that was a way I, I found on my coaching, training and journey which amazed me. <laughs> and so I wanted to be able to explore that more for myself. And so I've unraveled a lot, peeled off a lot of layers. <laughs> and Hazel, this is a lifelong journey. This yeah. is not. Um, but, but I think if we can unravel and unpeel some of those core layers with support, with someone who's like that that presence for holding the space for us, so much has shifted. So with my clients, so much has become apparent to them of their true self. And that's when they start living a much more connected and vibrant life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I um I get as you were talking, it made me think about the journey, I'm calling it the journey, your journey and my journey and the people who have gone through parallel, similar journeys. There's something about having that experience and then using that experience to teach others and help others because that's what I'm hearing from you. You didn't yes. choose the experience, but maybe some people might say you choose it in a different lifetime, but in terms of you didn't choose to become ill, you didn't choose to and be overstressed or maybe there were part choice as well because we do have choice not necessarily illness but in terms of overworking but um but for some reason um you you engage with the process and you learn from it and you're still learning and you're not just keeping it to yourself because at some point it starts off with a selfish need to for self-care and for healing but at yes. some level it's like something has opened up where you're now feeling like this I can't just keep what I've learned for myself. I need to share it. So there's like there's a bigger mission here. Yes. Does that fit with you in terms Absolutely. of your journey? And I think we all have. We want to expand more, and it's about connecting with ourselves. As you say, it could be starts off with having to put ourselves first, which can be tricky for all those selfish kind of you know people pleasing parts of us that we can start to unravel and dismantle, but yeah, absolutely, it starts from us and our sense of connection and our sense of giving ourselves love and care. And then from that, we kind of, I've got that image of a fountain, which I mentioned in my little e-book, 
which uh, is about filling the overflowing and that can only come from giving to ourselves and nurturing ourselves and feeding I, 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 I missed our whole thing on nutrition and we haven't got time today but absolutely my journey with cancer was learning about good nutrition juicing um, putting what I, looking at what I put in my body what I put on my on my skin, all of those, that journey, there's so many strands to it, but in essence it was about loving myself um, and reconnection and yeah, and that then when you do that of course we want to share with others, not in that evangelistic way, but we're overflowing ourselves with that kind of love and connection and if I see others struggling, it's not from that sense of need, but it's of a sense of connection to other people. Uh, and, and if I can support, then I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And, and for me, that's well-being, or yeah. being well, if you switch it around. Because being well, or well-being, is being in a state of wellness where on every level spiritually physically emotionally psychologically mentally we we want to be well we want to be in our true essence and when when we're in our true essence there's peace and happiness and joy of course there's going to be challenges but being at that center of connection helps you to function um, better in the world so to, to finish off, I mean, we could be here all day, can't we? We could. <laughs> but we also want to go and enjoy the sunshine outside as well, Heather. Um, I just to finish off, if people who listen wanted to connect you, whether they're seeking coaching or maybe people who don't need coaching might want to read your ebook or other ways of working with you. So there's options, aren't in terms of accessing the resources that you're offering. How can they access that? Yes, well, there's several ways. So, um, in terms of the coaching work for women, um, my website is vibrantlifewomen.co.uk. You might want to say that again because there was an interruption yes. with the coffee machine. <laughs> so, vibrantlifewomen.co.uk. Um, but my name is Heather Day, uh, and there's Heather Day Coaching. So, on Heather Day Coaching, I've got some videos about logo synthesis and how I work with um, that and there might be some counsellors listening or therapists who might be interested in exploring more of that or clients who or people who want to explore how does that work um, so there's my Vibrant Life Women program vibrantlifewomen.co.uk and then on Kindle I have a book called How to Rewrite Your Life in Seven Steps Sorry, You Are Beyond Limits how to rewrite your, rewrite your life in seven steps. So there's, there'll be a link, uh, and that's only on Kindle at the moment because I want to rewrite it. I'm at the point where I'm going to re-edit it and um, put that out in a, in a book form as well. So that's my next project. But um, yes, yeah, so invite people to get in contact with me through those two websites, so heatherdaycoaching.com and vibrantlifewomen.co.uk. Thank you, Heather. And I will put that in the link when I um, send the podcast out. So, oh gosh, it's coming to the end. And I thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I just pray that the song would be um, good enough for people to connect. But it's also, we've been in a space that's amazing. A lovely coffee shop. People are passing. People just living their life. And it's in a sort of authentic space. So hopefully, um, as it's... Um, develop the podcast it's been an organic 
organic experience organic experience i don't think that's a term but i think it just evolved organically and i really like the fact that we can sit together which is a privilege that we've not had for over two years to do a podcast so thank you very much and um what a joy to um, to have this conversation heather yeah thank you hazel it feels like we're in flow here and i'm all about living in flow um, from our true nature essence and um, creating in the moment so it was my sort of suggestion we try and do it live and it's been great yeah actually I forgot that so if anything goes wrong it's Heather's fault <laughs> yes <laughs> I suggested recording it live and meeting yeah. Hazel live because I I feel like it's that essence self that we're connecting with um, yeah. with each other and we can work virtually and I think we have been in this virtual world for the last two years yeah. and we're, we're emerging yeah. out of our yeah. kind of shells and for that, that small steps of, of emerging into the world and, and part of that is reconnecting yeah, with absolutely. others. <laughs> absolutely, thank you and I'm so pleased that Heather has um, asked me or suggested this because I really love the idea as well and I wanted to say yes to that and who knows this might be the start of something new in terms of my own journey and my own expansion so thank you once again Heather and I really um, would encourage everyone to get in contact with Heather and um, well not everyone but if this connects for you and in terms of your journey and where you're right now in your life then and, and you'd want to find out more then please get in touch with Heather thank you once again and um, I look forward to hearing your comments I look forward to hearing feedback suggestions and don't forget to like and share thank you very much bye again for listening to this podcast i hope that you found it useful and if so please don't forget to like share or follow me on this platform or why not follow me on instagram at his love page or check out my website www.hazelhislove.com